What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dissect That Film Podcast, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and that's it, because there's no TV on this show. Today, for episode 94 of the podcast, we are talking about the 2004 crossover between the two biggest sci-fi franchises, at least of the time, Alien versus Predator. Seven days ago, one of my satellites over Antarctica discovered a pyramid. Where exactly on the ice is this? It's not on the ice. It's 2,000 feet under it. Let's make history. Oh, my God. Whoever built this pyramid believed in ritual sacrifice. Did you hear that? Did you say this room was called? Sacrificial chamber. This door is all here. This whole thing was a trap. They're not hunting us. We're in the middle of a war. They're using us as bait. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. You know how many episodes <laughs> we've gone through where I don't introduce you as the co-host? I wonder if anyone actually is like, are they just guests all the time? They're just permanent yep. guests. Always. Maybe. I don't, I don't think I've noticed that either. Think, what are you drinking? Oh, what am I oh, drinking? Oh, what you're drinking today. Whoa, yeah. well, Dan, why are you rushing me? Gosh. I'm so unprepared. Yeah. Why do you gotta keep why do you gotta make it even worse for me? You need some bagel seasoning. You might yes, feel better. Just, oh. <laughs> oh my god, the awful. I just made the I just made a uh, a motion you should not make on the internet, but you know what? It's it's too late. I'm not cutting it out. Today we it's are been... drinking uh it's called Creatures of Magic. It's got a really cool can for everybody who's watching on YouTube. It's got cool like some can. mythical creatures. Got Cthulhu there in the. In the I room. want that can. Um, I I, I'll try to send one to you. I don't know how that's going to work. It I is from the Burlington Beer Company in Williston, Vermont. Wore the great coats. So, Nobody's going to get that. I'm sorry. That's the beer. I just, this is my first beer I've drank uh, today because I have been on today. overnights all week and I am okay. just exhausted to the point where I didn't want to drink anything today. It's a Sunday and usually that's the day that I drink the most. I'm not trying to sound like I'm an alcoholic, but that's literally the day I drink the most beer. And so I'm usually about five, six, seven in by the time we record. I'm still coherent, 
Oh, so that's why he's so talkative. No, that's just me. That's just how it is. Just... That's just life. <laughs> he's trying to warm himself up for the impending week ahead. But yeah, so what, what was you here? That's, that's me on here. Friday. Angela, what are you Hang drinking on, I'm today? Off the... oh, I'll, buy, the... I'll buy time while she's doing stickers, so nobody sees them. I am drinking Old Smoky Moonshine cocktails. Ooh, and it is blackberry, blackberry lemonade. lemonade. That sounds yeah. delicious. Made with apparently real moonshine, made Ooh. from Old Smoky moonshine. We Very picked nice. it up while we were shiners. We, we 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 ironically picked this up while we were on our sabbatical. <laughs> Our, we took her out okay, for a sabbatical. sabbatical. Yeah, I took I took her out for our anniversary, and we we were in. It doesn't matter. We were in Gatlinburg, and uh, we went by. We just picked up some alcohol, and I was like, "Oh, this stuff looks good." So, I'm not a moonshine guy. I'm not really a hard alcohol guy. So, Angela, it's a it's a really cool can. Not the greatest beer. Not not the beer. Okay. Not a beer I will ever buy again. But the can is kind cool. What flavor? Yeah, it is a New England style IPA. That's that's about it. All I can, that's all I can tell you. Oh, drink it anyways. Well, I'm drinking strawberry lemonade. Ooh, vodka. vodka. She goes straight from the bottle. She, yeah, she is. <laughs> all the audio listeners a... are just like, Dream. no, I don't have no proof. <laughs> no, I told her I was like, I could smell better after I drank it. <laughs> but, oh, wow. My sinuses. Pretty, pretty potent. Wow. I haven't been able to breathe this well since I was a kid. <laughs> oh. That's right. Well, now that we're now that we've gone through what we're drinking and we're we're you know we're in a mood here, uh, let's get into the movie we're talking about this week. We're back into the into a weird chapter of the Alien franchise. I don't know. A lot of people don't consider this as part of the Alien franchise, but it has aliens in it, so you kind of have to group it in somewhere. But um. Yeah, this uh, Alien vs. Predator came out in 2004, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who uh, was talked about a lot in uh, 2021 when we went through the entirety of the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, He directed the first one, and then I believe it was the last two in that franchise, and boy, I've I've always had a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to Paul W.S. Anderson, and at least the films I've seen from him since doing the show I've seen this movie many times and I'm very excited to see what you guys thought of it in your last go round. So let's go around the room and talk about it a little bit. Let's start off with, with Dan this week. Yeah. Pointing the finger. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I know we watched that. It's literally, yeah, he was the dude. He was his dude that helped him out. Just I know, anyway, sorry. We were watching. We were watching Gladiator while we were away too. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> the one characters was in Gladiator and in this. So, so anyway, uh, I remember watching this movie a long time ago, and I didn't like it. Like I just adamantly did not like this film because it's so totally different than the films that precede it. Now, admittedly, I have not seen Predator Two, so I know somebody's gonna bitch and piss them on about that. But I've never seen Predator Two. I don't know how that compares to the original. But that being said, on this viewing, I actually I actually enjoyed it. It was okay. It was fine. Um the I have qualms with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh my biggest I was explained to her is I I didn't care for it, it didn't feel right. 
from from a cinematic perspective. Like the movie just didn't it didn't feel tonally like the other two. Like where the original Predator, again, my only basis, uh, was like that more gritty action-ish movie, but it still had like a survival horror kind of element to it. And then the Alien films were always kind of bleak. And even the action Alien movie, Aliens, still felt bleak and claustrophobic. In this movie, I don't know what was going on. Everything was too well lit. Everything was too clear. Yeah. Everything <laughs> well was lit. Like, like, you yeah. say that. Well, you say that's a complaint now, and then next week you're going to be like, this movie was not well lit at all, because Requiem is considered one of the darkest movies ever made. <laughs> probably, and I'm sure you're right, but it's just, it just, it felt too... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. ...blockbustery, sterile. Like, that's that was the problem. It's too and I shiny. Just, everything it was. too was. shiny. Like, we're in a pyramid that is centuries old, and it just felt like it was built last week. It felt like there were like you have characters that are that are horror characters, and there was like almost no horror elements to the movie at all. There's like a jump scare here and there, no. where they attempt to do a jump scare, but neither the aliens uh, or the predators looked scary to me. No, I I actually did not. I mean, I didn't care for the Atlas predator suits. They were they just huge. Why were they so they looked, big? And they looked so big and bulky and awkward. I, the aliens, I didn't mind most of the time. But like the special, uh, the practical effects, we won't say anything about CGI. It's CGI this era. It, it didn't age well, like 90% of CGI. Uh, it looked fine at the time. It's passable. Yeah. It's not stick puppet horrible as we talked about. Um, but the practical effects went from looking pretty good to at times not looking that great. No. Uh, and I lean that unfortunately more toward the, the predators, sadly. Um, but even though some shots of the aliens, I was just like, okay. Like, I think that could have been done better, but whatever. But that being said, and most of the cast just throw away. I, we even talked about, I don't remember half their fucking names. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember any of their names except for one. I didn't remember her, the main girl. And then, yeah. Yeah. You know, but anyway, the other than that, like, I, I thought there were cool moments. Um, there was some obvious homages to the preceding films that I recognized, but other than that, it's it's a passable popcorn flick. I mean, it, it's not it's definitely something you could turn on in the background and just oh okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we did tonight. I was paying attention. I mean, I paid attention when needed, but I didn't feel like I had to stare it the whole time to oh. know what was going on. Yeah, I was. Have you seen it before, Angela? Year. One time. I've seen it a couple times. It's been so long that I only remembered certain bits and pieces hmm. of it. Like the one the one alien. Fish and the ending. And Fish then nuts? That. Yeah, Grid. Or the ending ending. Grid. Grid. Or grid. Yeah, yeah, that's its name. I, I could never remember its name. Or, or, or Nethead was another name he had. Oh, by the way, we did watch the unrated version. Okay, I didn't. Because I, I had to watch my... My DVD that I got back in 2004, that was the first version they ever released. And then later uh, on, they came out with the unrated. And I was like, I don't need that. I don't need it. Well, I didn't actually. The, oh, go ahead. I mean, all I know is that they just they added more blood and gore, didn't they? In the unrated version. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of it's CGI, too. Yeah. So. Well, I will say um, the Blu-ray pack. Remember, I told you I bought it on sale for like four bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, that worked in our PS5 perfectly. Wow. Fine. 
I just put it in. I just, just put it in it. my PS4. I didn't want to take the chance. I didn't want to have to fight with it. <laughs> I don't blame you. But no, the Blu-ray worked fine. Everything looked great. Cool. But go ahead, dear. That, that was that's all I had to say about it. I I don't. But like I said, I don't remember watching it the first time. Could could remember anybody's name except for Verheiden because dude yells it. He does yell it a lot. <laughs> Verheiden. A lot. <laughs> a little disappointed with some of the kills. Just because I guess I wanted to actually see him and not like assume what happened. Well, it's because we're also going for movies that originally are rated, and this is PG thirteen. Oh yeah, which was a huge mistake by the filmmakers. I, I mean, mostly it was Fox going, "We need more eyes to see this movie. Like this is a going to be a big thing. This is two franchises coming together, and this is going to be a big battle." You know, we got to make sure we want people that couldn't see those original films in theaters to come see this. And so they, of course, find ways to avoid the R rating. But that hurts the film, like especially when it's a fran- two franchises that have gone like every film in the franchise. Both both of them were all rated R. Yep. Yeah. And disappointed with some of the CGI, but, you know, it is what it is. It's from 2004. Kudos for making some of the fight scenes, though, of just like two dudes in suits. And not be just a CGI fest. Yeah. So yeah. props for that. Yeah, that was that was really. But for the most part, I mean, I I enjoyed it. For not rem- remembering most of it, I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But yeah. I saw a lot. I saw this movie a lot as a kid. I, well, teenager. The movie came out when I was like thirteen. But uh, yeah, I saw it a lot. You know, growing up, I I remember buying that that DVD when it first came out and watched the shit out of it. And yeah, for, for I haven't probably seen it in full in like over ten years. I knew everything that happened in the movie, though. It's it's not a very intricate story. It's pretty paint by numbers. You know, hey guys, we're gonna we gotta find some way to get these two things to fight. The backstory, to be honest, the backstory between the predators and the, why the predator and alien species like coexist or how they like you know they fight, I thought was pretty interesting. The problem is, is it fucks with the entire time. Like it's, it just doesn't make sense to the timeline. Yeah. To like where we're going with these franchises, because so this would technically be the first time you've ever seen a a xenomorph because this takes place like a hundred and twenty years before Alien happens, which is the first time you see it in the franchise. And then so unceremoniously, like, oh, here's why they're on Earth. Like, yeah. But it also doesn't answer the question, like, where did the xenomorphs come from? They weren't there. Like, they, they don't, they, they talk about where the, where the predators came from. They're like, oh, they, I mean, they came from space. They didn't tell them what planet they were from, but they're like, yeah, they came from space. They came down and taught the humans how to build pyramids. And, and then they sacrificed their, they had to sacrifice people to then battle the xenomorphs. I'm like, where did the xenomorphs come from? Where'd you get that? And it's like, oh, well. We got a queen, and then we chained her up in the basement for a while, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming they just stole some from the engineers, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this franchise, them. this is when this franchise just goes off the rails. Like, people will be like, Resurrection goes off the rails? Nah, Resurrection actually makes a lot more sense to the continuity of the Alien franchise than anything that comes after Resurrection. Even when we get to Covenant, and Prometheus, the Alien franchise just goes, whoa! It's like a roller coaster that they forgot to finish. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson turned down directing the second Resident Evil to do this movie because uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse came out the same year. Uh, he was still a producer. Of course, his wife was still in that franchise. She would be in that entire franchise. If you want to watch some early dissect that film before we were even dissect that film, go back and watch our six episode review of every single Resident Evil movie. Let's just say I don't have a lot of good things to say about those movies <laughs> or Paul W.S. Anderson. I guarantee, I bet, you know, he's probably a great guy. He's just not a great filmmaker, in my opinion. Sorry. Um, I, I'm literally going to make sure I never have the opportunity to talk to this man. Uh, but I just don't like his movies. I have not seen other than Event Horizon, which I have not seen in a very long time. I know that is a very good movie, at least to most people. When they and Mortal Kombat, I'm like down the middle with Mortal Kombat, but like most of his movies, especially when they're not original, like I feel like like Mortal Kombat's based on a video game, so he's like, well, I, success there, so why don't I just take Resident Evil and just ruin that? Yeah, with Monster Hunter, yeah, and then made a Monster Hunter movie that just didn't do much with the source material. Hey guys. The Last of Us is doing really good. Maybe you should try making video game adaptations the way The Last of Us is doing it. Just use what they already have created and just add or subtract things and you'll be okay. Yeah, so people seem to forget, yeah. like we've mentioned before on the show. But he, uh, so Paul W. Sanderson wrote this movie. Uh, along with some writing credits from Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Sh uh, Shusset, who were the original creators of the Alien franchise, uh, they didn't actually write any part of this movie, but uh, Anderson took parts of an original script for Alien and added it to this. So like the pyramid, old pyramid um, origin with the xenomorphs, I guess was part of an original script by O'Bannon. So he oh. so they ended up getting writing credits for it. Uh, we have David Geiler and Walter Hill back as producers. They produced, I think, I think it was just three in Resurrection. They might have, I think they might have did uh, Aliens as well. Uh, no, I, no, just uh, Alien and Resurrection or Alien Three. Oh, words. This stars Shauna Lathan, <laughs> who we've talked about on this show before. It black Blade. during Blade, Blade, Blade yeah, Blade's right, mom. Oh, at least she's gonna get weird with people in this fucking movie. Yeah, no, she was she was okay. Uh, we have Raul Bova, who plays Sebastian, who was a fine character. To be honest, there really wasn't characters in this movie that I'm like, oh god, this guy sucks. Like they were all pretty decent people. Like there's yeah, even scenes where you look like there's there looks like there's gonna be conflict, and then it was like I'm glad you're here, and I was like, okay, all right, was not expecting that to happen. Lance Hendrickson's back, and to be honest, watching this movie, I feel like he just was asleep half this movie. <laughs> he just yeah. didn't seem like he wanted to be there, and he was the first person they sign they got to sign on to this movie because they wanted a piece of the Alien franchise to kind of bring that continuity. Um, around uh, you know him being Bishop uh, Wayland I remember that back when I first saw this I was like really this guy 
You're bringing this guy back? Like, just to... Okay. That, that's what I was saying, too. I told my wife, I was like, this is the only person I swear they recognize from this. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't somehow manage to think of a way to bring Sigourney Weaver into this. Just somehow. So... Oh, so originally before they were going to do alien versus predator they were looking to fox wanted to make a fifth alien movie and so i guess james cameron had written a script they had gotten sigourney weaver to agree to come back and they were going to have ridley scott direct imagine that all of that Holy ridley shit. scott the original director from alien with the writing from james cameron and sigourney weaver i, I wanted that movie so bad but unfortunately, Damn. Fox went, you know what? We're going to we're going to do this alien versus predator thing. And everyone was like, I'm out. Sigourney Weaver literally was like, I never want to come back to this franchise ever again. This is dumb. James Cameron has come out to state that like it was it was just the studio wanting to make money like the, it, what there was. Yeah. It wasn't about making a good movie. It was about the fact is like, oh, well, you know, if we make this a, a fighting. You know, we put these two things together. People are going to come and it's going to make a lot of money. It's a mar It's because the names have marquee value. You yeah. Put two of them on there. So yeah, James Cameron, he, he said a lot of things about this movie, but he later would state that he actually enjoyed it. And it's actually his third favorite alien movie. Oh, really? He hates alien three because alien three That's... fucked with his, with his story. And then well, I, don't I don't blame him. think a lot of people liked resurrection. But yeah, and uh, Ridley Scott, I guess he also stated he wasn't ever going to come back to the franchise and then decided to come back to do Prometheus, which was the original story that he had worked. I guess that was something he had written around this time. And when they ended up doing the Alien vs. Predator, he kind of held onto that script and then created Prometheus in 2012. Which originally wasn't supposed to be an Alien prequel. Okay. I don't know. This franchise is so confusing. Reading, it's like reading hieroglyphics when you're reading about the alien franchise. You're like, what? Huh? Is this right? right? Like, did they actually say this? Eh. There are hieroglyphics in this movie. There is. This is relevant. Yeah. There's a, a lot Topical. of things. Mm. Mm, we have Owen yes. Bremer, who was in Wonder Woman. Yes. Who the fuck was he? He was the sniper. The one who always wore the kilt. He was the oh, one who was always, right. he always froze when he was going to when he was about to shoot someone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We have a a returning actor from a prior from Resident Evil. We have Colin Salmon or Salmon. I don't know if it's pronounced Salmon or Salmon. It has, no, fuck it's Salmon. <laughs> it's Salmon. It's the fish guy. The Go funniest ahead. thing is is he almost dies in the same exact manner as he does in Resident Evil. He does the grid thing, doesn't he? Yes, he gets the net on him, and it almost cuts him, and then the, the predator ends up just killing him. <laughs> I was like, really, Paul W.S. Anderson? Oh my god. You gotta be kidding me. But yeah, as we said before, this was the first first movie in the franchise, in both franchises, to be rated PG-13, and people were pissed about it. Yeah? And even with the unrated cut, it just... It doesn't add anything. It just it gives you it's like, hey, guys, you know, you, I know you missed the blood. Here's the blood. And you're like, that's that's not what I want. I want to be able to see dudes getting their, you know, the, the freaking alien tongue through their skulls. Or like seeing a dude get a de decapitated. Words are so hard tonight. I want to see some dude get fucked on a door frame like an alien three, man. That's like my pinnacle of the series. This thrown point. into Holy a fanny just turns into big chunks. Please. <laughs> please. We don't get none of that. What is this shit? I'm my ass. I know everything was off yeah. screen. I'm like, this is dumb. 
they're trying to make it more suspenseful and it's not suspenseful because nothing's scary in this movie. No, it's just like PG. The aliens are the predators are the worst. Like the predators look awful in this movie. They look like they just roided up, man. They are just fucking. They are so awkward when they run. You ever like they're like they got that wide run and it just looks terrible. That's 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 what I was talking about when like they just look awkward and they're just terrible at their jobs. It's like they're wearing um. They play in hockey and they're the goalie and they're trying to run down the <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's so bad. Well, uh. I'm glad I watched this movie again because it did explain something to me that kind of makes the movie make a little more sense, which we'll talk about during the whole shebang. But you, the pop breakdown. Do you have to keep putting stuff in your mouth? I have to. It's a problem. It's a condition, <laughs> okay? We need to talk about this on air. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Make a scene, <laughs> please. On the internet, please. Were you done talking? I am now. Oh. I can keep going if you want me to. <laughs> no, um, I actually didn't even finish sharing my thoughts on this movie. I thought it was fine. This movie's okay. Is, there's nothing special about this movie. I I like the practical effects, like the, like you were saying, like there was the fight between the xenomorph, which is played by uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. Again, uh, at least Grid was. Um, or any of the practical ones were played by an actual person and uh, they looked it looked it looked fun but then you have slow-mo shots that are just off-putting you have just the, the way the predators looked the aliens looked fine they were just way they were really shiny and um any of the close-up shots looked good on the on the xenomorphs i like i always like the close-up shot yeah. where they show their teeth and you know you got the the drool coming out and the lip, in fact, that lip they, quiver when it slowly starts yeah. going up. They've always done that. It looks good. And and when you see the alien queen for the first time and she's in her restraints and that's all practical, that looks really cool. And then she becomes a yeah. CG uh, Usain Bolt just running at a... Yeah. And yet this woman is outrunning it somehow. I don't know. I don't, this movie is just like, what happened here? And I read a thing. Uh, I read something about the fact that like we wanted to use very minimal amount of cgi and it's like you used a lot of cgi in this movie what are you talking about you made this into an action movie and it didn't need to be this could have been such a great thing like you are stuck they're humans stuck in a battle between these two species that are fighting each other and you could have made this you could have made this pretty scary you know you're just like humans are just getting caught in the crossfire instead there's a whole scene where predator is taking out like six people for no reason like it just—it doesn't matter. Just to have a body count. Yeah, which is out of, it seems really out of character. Yeah, these, are, these, these are the worst predator, and there will never be any worse predators unless the predators are worse in Requiem. I haven't seen that movie in so long; I couldn't tell you what the hell happens in that movie, other than the fact that you can't see it most of the time. Um, I remember one of the kills very specifically. <laughs> that I'm not talking. Going to talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. But um, yeah, I. It it is what it is. It's it's nothing too too special. I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch this movie again. Uh, now that we've reviewed it, that's kind of there's a lot of movies now where once we review it, I'm like, all right, never don't care about you anymore unless someone invites me on a show to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna start going through and just throwing Blu-rays away. It's like, <laughs> you're not watching this yeah. shit again. <laughs> no, I still like having it. It just I don't ever want to put it just in anything. Put it on the very top <laughs> shelf. I, I think I know why. The predators look so awkward in this movie. It's because compared to the aliens, they probably wanted to make the the predators 
physically imposing as well because aliens are usually just really tall and lanky. Yeah, but they want to make the predators like stacked beef men. <laughs> but it and, didn't need to uh, be because the predator in Predator no. and Predator Two was men. They, they were scary looking, but they're like lean and and agile yeah. and could do things like these dudes couldn't do anything. If they fell over, they probably wouldn't be able to get up. They'd be like turtles on the back uh, on their backs. Like it just. Yeah. Turtle, they, turtle. Because you referenced that three yeah, times in the fucking weekend to carry Sorry. on. The masks. They look like they needed to poop. <laughs> they always had like, like the turtle stance where their feet are like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can't poop till after the hunt. I gotta poop. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, that, I think that's the reason. It's the same thing they did with Freddy versus Jason, and that pissed me off. Recasting for that reason alone is dumb as shit. Out of the out of the two, when it comes down to the versus movies between Alien vs Predator and Freddy vs Jason, I'd watch Freddy vs Jason a hundred oh, times yeah. over than, yes, than this. Yes, yeah. So this movie uh, was it, it went through development hell. This was a, based on a comic from the late eighties, and there was a lot of talk between you know, both sides of the fence between the creators of Predator and the creators of Alien about the potential of getting these two franchises to fight each other. And it just never, it just didn't seem like a good idea for the longest time. And then, of course, once Resurrection came out, Resurrection made money. Like, it made decent money, but it was the lowest grossing uh, for the, in the Alien franchise at the time. So they, you know, it was like, let's try something new. But the problem was, is you then are burning a lot of bridges with a lot of these people that were involved in these franchises, especially on the alien side of things, as we stated before, Scorning Weaver wanted nothing to do with this franchise anymore. Uh, Ridley Scott at the time and James Cameron, they were just like, yeah, we're done. We never want to be a part of this ever again. And two out of the three uh, stayed that way. You know, Sigourney hasn't been back and James Cameron's off making 17 avatars. But, um, which is fine. They're making two, plus billion dollars every time so i guess you know what the fuck what the fuck do i know uh but ridley scott would come back and do his thing but uh yeah it just these movies just threw everything off it just didn't it didn't have that horror aspect which i love like even though aliens wasn't a horror movie per se it still was like when they're in that room and they're they have to ward off all the xenomorphs that are trying to get into the room and all that like with um bill paxton and and yeah, yeah that was still terrifying because it's like it's dark it's you know you got the red lights like everything was scary you got freaking the piece of shit who, who's like running away what the hell was his name burke he's like fucking them all over like that it still had that horror aspect. It was still scary. This had nothing, had none of that. It was just an action movie with just cannon fodder and characters that they tried to make you care about. And then at the end, you're like, I could care less about any of these people. Like there was literally, you had one character's like, look at my kids. I have kids care about me. And then they ended up killing him pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Cause he got like doubly fucked. Yeah. Too. Like we were, we were talking about that. We we're like, because we even said, like, we were watching, like, one of the few characters we actually enjoyed, you know. He was the, you know, lovable nerd, if you will, yeah. character. And I, like, I, I enjoyed him as a character as far as, like, not, like, things but great. I liked his character. Uh, what was Miller. Miller, yeah. I didn't pronounce his first fucking name. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's just, it's weird. And it's not even like, oh, no, they killed him off. It's so tragic. You're just like, 
Well, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, Tommy Flanagan. I love Tommy Flanagan. He's the one who played uh, Verheiden. Like, he's been in a bunch of stuff, and he was in Braveheart. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He's been in a lot of things, and he's always great. This movie yes. did nothing for me. He just does nothing. He just falls in a hole and then ends up dying off screen because that's what most of the deaths are in this movie. Yes. He gets his legs broken and he gets face hooker. Yeah. 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 There uh, was it. Uh, I can't even remember. What was the woman? The, the woman with the short hair. What was her name? The one who mm-hmm. was like, why do you. She was. She had the gun and um, Lex is like, Great. what do you need the gun for? And she's like, well. You know, it's better to have one than to not have one. It's kind of like a condom, which I thought was a funny line. And you're like, this is going to be, the, she's going to be the bitch of the movie, right? And then the next line is, I'm really happy you stayed. And I was like, damn it, you're going to make me like this character who dies 17, like seven oh. minutes later? Yeah. Rousseau. Ru- yeah, okay. Yep. It's just, yeah, a lot of, I hate when they do that, when they give you all the, like, they give you way too many characters to, with names. And then they're like, hey guys, they, and we're going to give you backstories. And then, we're going to kill them really quick. So you have no feelings for these people. Dude, and it's like they don't Thanks. even build them up right. It's no. just like, let's just have say a few lines and just off. And some of them don't even get a few fucking lines. Sometimes and everybody dies off. so fast. Like, it's so fast. Like, everybody gets separated in, like, different spaces. And it's like, all right, all these people died. Now everybody in this room's dead. And then we have the, like, five remaining people who then get split up because the pyramid's moving around. <laughs> And then we're down yeah. to our main character who then, you know, high fives a predator and, you know, skips down the goddamn lane. Like, <laughs> Just pump. and then it was like the predator. <laughs> okay. We'll get to that when we get to the plot. This movie is, is a mess. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we decided we were going to do it. <laughs> you know what? Hey, it's, it had to come eventually. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. I feel like we've rambled on enough about this. I don't, I don't, you want to you want to know more about the behind the scenes of this movie? Just look it up. You'll you'll find plenty of stuff. We're gonna get to this plot. So, did you guys watch the alternate uh, beginning, the alternate uh, opening to the movie? I don't know what opening did you get. So the movie starts off in Antarctica, nineteen oh four. That's what we got. Okay, where a man's like running away from something, and yeah. he goes into a shack, and it ends up being a predator. But then, as the predator's about to kill him, an alien jumps out at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the alternate opening? That's it. No, that's it. I don't know what the. I think the opening is the next scene. Well, see, because I remember watching it like a long time ago. I was like, I don't remember this opening. No. So, oh, well. so the I think the original opening is literally the next scene where you see it looks like the queen, but then it ends up being a satellite. Yeah. Which is yeah. a really cool shot. I actually like that shot where it, well, it, it was very like, oh shit, is that we're gonna see the queen in the first thirty seconds of this movie, and then it ends up being a satellite. Yeah. Like, oh, so that's what I thought. I was like, that looks like the Queen's mantle. Yeah. And, it owned, I, and it's owned by Wayland. Yes. Yeah. Right. I did thought I. It didn't need to be there. That extra beginning bit. Like, I don't think it adds any. It doesn't. Whatsoever. It really doesn't. It's it's pointless. It's literally like 45 seconds of nothing. I think it, it, it the only reason they added that in is to because later on in the movie, they talk about like, oh, this this is uh, this dial is set for 1904. And it's like, OK. Where it's like, okay, we want to show you what happened in 1904. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the. Yeah. The tuner. So we're in Nebraska. Dan's old stomping grounds. 
I don't know if that's a real fucking place. It's not. It's not. That was cocksuckers. They couldn't have said like Carney or tell, Grand man. Island or Claytonia. Is that a real place, Claytonia? Yeah, yeah oh. I've been there a couple times. That's interesting. So this is uh, Whalen Industries, and there's they're watching some they're watching some screens with some satellites that have that one of the satellites, which is the satellite we see in the beginning has picked up a heat signature in Antarctica. Now the two guys that discover this, those are the two, those are uh, Tom Woodruff jr. And, um, Oh, Alec Gillis. So the two guys that discover this was Tom. I, I'm just be able to cut this all out. Uh, the guys that discover this are t- <laughs> the effects guys, Tom Woodruff jr. And, uh, Gillis there. He I, I didn't also I didn't sense a lot of acting going on here, but carry on. Yeah. They're like, oh, screen points. Red on screen. <laughs> it's just one of the aliens nuking a hot pocket. Like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> You know what movie did this opening better? What? Independence Day. Yeah, speaking of Independence Day, it's all it all comes around, goes around. So yeah, to to look it all around the Independence Day. The composer was Harold Klosser, who has worked with a lot with Roland Emmerich, who directed Independence Day. He actually was the composer for The Day After Tomorrow, which was it came out the same year as this. It's actually when you watch this DVD, there's actually an ad for A Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> a Day After oh, Tomorrow, okay. iRobot and Man on Fire. Three bangers from 2004. I love I've seen movies. two of those three movies. It better be Man on Fire. No. Man of Fire is a great movie. I, I highly recommend things. it. It's uh, directed by Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother. R.I.P. Uh, he also, yeah, he was also the composer for 10,000 BC, which was also Roland Emmerich, 2012, White House Down, the second Independence Day, Midway, and Moonfall, which came out last year. So he's worked with Roland Emmerich a lot. So, yeah, they, they discover the heat signature at this temple in Antarctica. We then go to Nepal, where there's a where this woman is just free climbing on ice, and I'm like, this looks awful. This is something I will never do. This this is terrible. Uh, but she's yeah, she's climbing up. She gets a call while in the middle of this climb from an associate of Whalen, and I like I guess she's fucked with him a lot because I guess she got constantly gets get is <laughs> getting lawsuits. She's like, what is yeah. he here? What is he gonna want to sue me again? Like, no, he wants to work with you. He's like, well, it's going to be an issue if you want it to be this certain day. And then she gets to the top. And of course, it's uh, it's the associate there, which his name is Maxwell, who is played by Colin Salmon. Yes, we're calling him Salmon. And people can yell at us if, if we're saying his name wrong. Like we, salmon. we then go to Mexico, where an archaeologist named Sebastian discovers something. And it turns out to be a bottle cap. So they... Really, we're so excited about finding this cool thing, and it ended up being an old Pepsi bottle cap. So that's unfortunate. Vintage. Yep. And then um, Maxwell's there recruiting him to go on this mission. I'm like, are we watching this really weird knockoff of the Avengers or something? Like they're all like, we need you for a mission. <laughs> it's it's the League of Sub Average Gentlemen. Oh, I can't wait for that to cover that movie because that movie was like hated it. so much. I always remember liking it, but I digress. Me too. Um, so they, it's time to go to the coldest place on Earth, Antarctica, a word I can never spell right. And uh, 
we're, we're in a helicopter where Alexa or Lex meets Graham. I think that's how his name is pronounced. And he's a chemical engineer. And this is where we, you know, we get some backstory on this character about how he's got kids. He's trying, he's trying to document everything. And I'm like, Oh cool. We're going to connect with this character. So then it goes nowhere. Um, (laughs) there's, they have to land on an icebreaker, which is called the Piper Maru, which is actually a reference to an episode of the X-Files. It's a ship that they, there's an episode where they investigate a ship, a sunken ship called the Piper Maru, which actually is Jillian Anderson's daughter's first and middle name. Really? Yep. (laughs) Well, I know the Maru is, tends to be the last name of boats, Japan. Uh, I, th- I believe the boat in the original uh, Godzilla that sinks is the, the Yahata Maru, and the boat that was originally too close to one of the nuclear tests that helped inspire Godzilla was the Lucky Dragon, which I don't know if that breaks down into in Japanese or something along those lines. But Maru is like usually the yeah, ending yeah, yeah. name of a boat. So very interesting. It worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So we meet Wayland, and he is played by Lance Hendrickson. Back. His name is Charles Bishop Wayland. And he has everybody here for a mission. And that mission is to go down to this temple or pyramid or whatever it is, which is 2000 feet below the surface underneath this whaling station uh, on this island off of Antarctica. And Sounds like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to go study it, but Lex is like the she's the person who's brought in to like train everybody on this thing to like be able to make sure everything is safe. And they're like, nope, we got to go now. You don't have time for this. So she's like, well, I'm out. And so she she ends up quitting at that time. And. She finds out she then finds out who the person is going to be coming in to replace her, which we never that never goes anywhere. So she gets pissed. And again, she like confronts Wayland about it. And she's like, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I need to find this thing before somebody else does. So either you're here or you're not. And so she's like, you bastards, you're going to pay for this. And then she leaves. And then she's hanging out with Sebastian and Graham on the boat. And they, I guess, got a really good relationship with her already. They've known each other for about six minutes. They're like, we really wish you would stay. And she's like, well, if they let me do my job. And they're like, we really wish you'd stay. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, we don't know each other. Why are you so connected to me? This is weird. I know, they're like like forced relationships <laughs> out the ass in this so movie. So stupid. And then um, we then go up to back into space where we see a predator ship coming in. And, oh shit! Hot pockets are done. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And this is where we get the like hologram <laughs> look of the pyramid, which Paul W. Sanderson loves the hologram look. We get it a lot in the oh, Resident Evil franchise. And yeah, so they are going to Earth. And they get sent down in like some uh, like a cool ship or no. And like a there's like a laser that like shoots a hole into the earth before yeah, they're the yeah, before they're like pods go down. I mean, you got to warm it up before you stick it in. I mean, come <laughs> on. What do they got to activate the spit on it, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we got it. We got it in, guys. We got it in. Uh, <laughs> is that in yet? Yes. Oh, that was my, that was the Earth speaking. 
Oh, the next scene, Lex is there. Yay. That all didn't amount to anything, but she's there prepping everybody for this. And this is where she runs into that one woman. I, I already forgot her name where she's got the gun and you got the whole line. It was like, why do you need a gun? And she's like, well, it's it's like a condom. You, you just want to be prepared. Either, you know, you want to have one, you know, just in case, or, you know, instead of not having one when you, you know, if, if something's about that, that's not how the quote went, but you, you get what I'm talking about here. And then it's you're like, right. and like I said before, you literally, after she says this, you're like, this character is going to be like, she's going to be a bitch. And she's not. She's like, she I'm really glad you stayed. It. Yeah. She wants to have it and not need it. Yes. Then there you need go. It I'm it. terrible. Same thing I tell people when they ask me about it. What? Same people I tell them people. Same thing I tell people when they ask me about it. Oh, I thought you were going back. To my penis? No. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could leave that fucker at home. It's <laughs> not detachable. But yeah, everybody seems really nice in this entire group. You don't really meet any like characters that are like the eight. Like I think that's what I one thing I can say positively about this movie is the fact like characters are likable. But you uh, just don't get to probably the, you just don't get but, to know them. Sorry. I would say Bear Hyden's probably the most standoffish of the bunch. But, but he's they just standoff pretty quickly. Yeah, he's just yeah. kind of you know, he's a tough guy, but you know, and probably somebody who's been doing his job for a long time. But you know, the fact that Lex says something to him and he's just like, Yes, ma'am, instead of it just being like complete douche about it. Yep. I don't know. So Sebastian, we get the whole backstory behind the bottle cap and then they talk about the moon and what they call it in Italy. Couldn't tell you what it was. We then get to Hunter's Whaling moon. Station. Huh? It was Hunter's Moon, but I don't know the actual Italian. Either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which connects to the Predator. Yeah. I, I don't understand his accents. So it just, all I remember, it sounded like to. some kind of pasta. And I was like... He always got he to do this. Admit, it was a little thick. The biggest so stereotype when it comes to Italians. It's like, do they all talk? I don't think they all talk like that. I'll have to ask my Italian friends. Um, so we are at the whaling station and there was rules that Lex had stated before they went out is like, you don't go anywhere by yourself. We always communicate. And there was a third rule I couldn't remember. Uh, and what does Graham do? That man, that motherfucker just ventures off by himself. Hell yeah. Only cold as fuck. Let's go to this whaling station. Yeah. We got to take pictures for social media. Yeah. No, there wasn't so well. <laughs> was, there, was there MySpace? Probably. What song should I send on my profile this week? <laughs> yeah, it's got to update, update my Angel Fire website. I don't know. What that is. <laughs> GeoCities. Sorry, I'm dating. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets spooked by a couple penguins. Those penguins were scary shit, dude. Yeah. So Sebastian discovers a tunnel that is perfectly cut straight to the pyramid that they need to go to. And they're baffled. They're like, what could have done this? This wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> they don't like, think about it that hard, though. They're just like, nah, we're going to go down it. They're like, what? Like, could, somebody else, like, could somebody else have done this? He just looks over and like, how do you think somebody else could have done this? The, funny, they're, they're ma- the, the funniest thing is like this tunnel is long. Like, this is a big tunnel. It goes a long way. How long did they think it was going to take them to cut through that ice to get down to that pyramid if this if this tunnel wasn't there? It had to, like, yeah. I don't know how fast their equipment was going to be. It had to be like months, maybe. But he didn't have months. I know. Because she says something about training for a few weeks, and he's like, we don't have a few weeks. So what the hell were they planning on doing if this hole wasn't there? I don't know. So 
you then see the predators gearing up. It's kind of like a Batman and Robin situation where it's like a close-up shot of them putting on their and just like no, sorry, get the movie. predator nipples um, like the predator. <laughs> we didn't. The predator I mean, you do see some pred nips in, uh, in this one. Oh no, Ba! The queen is down. You knocked her off. Did I? I'm sorry. The queen is. Down. I wasn't touching the desk. <laughs> we lost a leg. Fuck. We Shit. then uh, Lex notices that Waylon is uh, he's not feeling so hot. He's coughing a lot. He's using like this weird inhaler and um you know she's like you know there's no room for sick people on this trip and he's like ah bitch i paid for this i'm going i don't give a fuck what you say <laughs> and then she tells the story about her dad and how they they climbed up a mountain i don't remember what mountain it could have been k2 it was one of those big oh. the one of the bigger ones and they tell you i can't remember it at yeah all. and she, they they climbed up they they had their she had her first drink with her dad at sixteen thousand feet and then on the way down, he got a blood clot and died. Right. It was like broke a leg or something, didn't he? No, it just said they got a blood clot, which is is mm. how a lot of people die. Climbing is just blood clots because of the altitude difference. Uh, but I'm yeah, good at altitude, man. yeah, I'm good. I am. I'm, mm. I'm good. Never attempting to climb any of those type of mountains. All right. Yep. No, thank you. When you have a mountain where they have markers that are just frozen bodies that they can't retrieve. Why the fuck do I want to attempt that? What am I getting out of this? Other than just like, I climbed Mount Everest. Listen, you want to climb Mount Everest? More power to you. Me? I'm good. That's terrifying. I'm good. I'm good down here. I've like, read enough books. Know, I've watched enough movies about climbing Everest. That shit is terrifying. I see what the weather was like on that mountain in the Northeast. Whew. It was fucking freezing here. It was like negative 35 with wind chill. Uh, a couple days ago, my thermostat decided to not wanted to fuck up and not work. So my house was like an icebox. It was great. Um, so, yeah, she tells a story. He died right before he get, they got down to base camp. And I don't know where I guess it was just the fact of like, don't push yourself too hard because you're by the you know, by the time you're about to achieve something, you could just die. Yep. I think that was the whole moral of the story. So a storm is coming in because they're in Antarctica where storms happen all the time, but yet they are not prepared for the storm. They are, they are, they already put shit out and then they're like trying to reel things back in and the storm is coming. I'm like, what are you doing? Everything's fine. (laughs) And then, uh, as if, because of all the wind and shit that's going on above, it fucks with the, you know, the, the, the lines that are feeding them down the, the tunnel and Waylon comes unhooked. And so he's sliding down and he gets uh, an ax to his hood to save him. So that's cool. Yeah. I got words about the next pickaxe related scene we're about to get. So the predators are dropped off and they're, uh, they're pods that look way smaller than what the predators are. Cause like they come down, I'm yeah. like, it's a really thin looking pod. And then the predator comes out. I'm like, how the hell did you fit in that? My own car. <laughs> My car effect, yes. Thank you. It is a cool shot, though, when the ship goes over the 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 station and there's no sound. It's just that one yes. guy's kind of just standing there and then the ship goes over it and then he looks up as it, like, leaves. I thought that was actually a really good shot. It was a cool shot. So they make it to the bottom and they're still like, who made this tunnel? I was like, I mean, 
I, do you want to find out this thing? Like whatever it was clearly has some dangerous shit. Listen, dude, she was already dilated. It warmed it up for you. You could just slide right in. Don't even worry about it. Don't ask questions. But <laughs> beat this fucking horse till it's nothing left. I, I mean, have you not got there yet? Oh, Lord. I, I mean, they had to go 2,000 feet. That's a long fucking way in. I love it, though. They get to like a hot dog down a hallway. Like I said, there ain't no tread left on that tire. It just whoop. They do that. They throw the flare down that one hole. They, they sure do. So <laughs> they're looking for the pyramid and it's right in front of them in the most dramatic sense possible where they shoot some flares and you just get kind of a, a little silhouette of the, of the pyramid in the distance. Oh, no, they actually they hook up a, a shit ton of of uh, lights. Like, yeah, man, that's a lot of electricity from a, probably generators, right? Like, it has to yeah. be. So we then. Oh, no. So then they were like, oh, OK, we're going to go into the pyramid. We're going to investigate. We're going to see what the hell is going on in here. And we get to see the first carving of a of a predator versus alien fight going on. And they're like, hmm, this doesn't look suspicious at all. We're going to keep going. We then see the queen alien. She must have been activated. Some did they? Oh, yeah. Somebody stepped on the stepped on a piece that like goes into the floor, like an activation pad, which then opens up the chamber in which the queen rises up and it's actually i i really like the design of the queen in this movie when it's practical yeah. yep and of course she's like chained up and stuff and she's pretty much just being used to birth all the eggs because you see it like the eggs being hat or the eggs being birthed and then they're being brought down like a conveyor belt yeah it's like they take her out of the like this like the soup man it's like cryo yeah because yeah, she was fully frozen and then she slowly starts to thaw out and really cool design and they find the sacrificial chamber and I'm like yep that's when I go I'm gonna keep going guys I don't want to be in this room this room looks terrifying especially when you're discovering right? people where are just giant holes like missing from their chest and at first they're like oh yeah they just went for the you know they're removing hearts and it's like well the that's not where the heart is and the bones are going up, meaning something came out of them. It's like, I'm out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Doesn't it feel like they're trying to recapture scenes that were done much yes, better in the movies? Absolutely. Originally? Carry on. Yes. So they discover another room is below the sacrificial chamber. So, but then you got shit going on above where all of the guys above in the whaling station are getting attacked by the predators. For no reason. Yeah, literally just kills everybody. And then uh, the one, I think he was probably the leader of the group. He gets, uh, he falls down the tunnel and slides all the way down to the bottom. Oh yeah, the one dude, because he like gets in the skirmish. He fall See, I hate this scene. Here's my problem. Like this dude like falls down, right? Yeah. He's like sliding on this big ass slip and slide, you know, because she's wet. But anyway, he takes the hand, he takes the pickaxe and puts it in front of him by his body, tries to stop himself this way, which is going to do jack and shit, because yeah, even yeah, if, you by chance, if you by chance did hook it, because he didn't hang on to it, it was going to whip around you and probably jerk your shoulder muscle, and either pull something or dislocate your shoulder, when you should have been trying to slow yourself down from behind to begin with. I'm not a climber, but that's fucking physics, dude. 
That's why, that's, take, that's why I lost that pickaxe real quick. No kid. I'm like, good God, dude. <laughs> well, he gets finished off at the bottom, and somehow he is completely like frosted over. I was like, what? He wasn't like it, that it, before. Which I don't understand how the predators could see him if he was cold. Didn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It's so stupid. It's like, oh, the oh, they didn't see me. And then the third one just Yeah, because he's like laying there. Oh, so relaxed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so they explore the room below where they discover a sarcophagus, which has like a, a little dial on the top, and they notice that the last uh, the last date was 1904. And guess what, guys? It's 2004, meaning it's 100 years. So Sebastian does a little thing with it, opens it up, and there's three weapons. Well, they don't know it's weapons, but there's three shoulder cannons in the sarcophagus. And they're like, ooh, what to do with this? What to do with this? And they're like, we're going to take them. Because you get the scene where Lex is like, okay, we're done with the day. And Maxwell's like, you can go back. We're going to stay here. She's like, no. You listen to me, you little bitch. We're Part gonna deal. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure everybody's safe. We're gonna leave. So you and that and then Waylon was, you know, supporting her. But they take the weapons, which then activate like tells the predators that they took the weapons. So they know exactly where they gotta go. And Sebastian even says, like, dude, don't fucking take yeah. them. And and once they're taken, it it fucks with the pyramid. It because I'm guessing the whole thing is that the predators come. It's a, it's a whole, it's a hunt. It's, it's, it's just like a sport thing. They come here to hunt the, the xenomorphs. So they come here, they get their weapons and then the pyramid changes all the time to kind of get, make it more of a game for the predators. Like this is all for the predators. Uh, you know, it's more of for the hunt. Uh, but yeah, the, the pyramid transforms every 10 minutes. This is like now this movie ends up becoming a combination of the movie uh The Cube. Um for some odd reason elements of I keep getting like vibes of the mummy, even though that's not what's going on here. Yeah. And just like the blends of like all these different movies and like none of them work. Like I don't I don't like the whole like shifting pyramid thing. It's just kind of Yeah. What the, when you find out why they're there, it just seems really fucking pointless. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So you see in the sacrificial chamber, the eggs come up uh, in in front of like all of the, the, the beds that are there and yeah, they open up and this is when you get the, the, the face huggers flying in slow motion, leaping at them in slow motion. CG face huggers. Yeah. And um, yeah, these characters you thought you were going to get to know, just become nothing. They're just people to have aliens get birth from them. But um, yeah, so the face, all these people get attacked by the facehuggers. And so now it's just, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Why haven't we gotten to figure this out a while ago? I don't know. This is stupid. And this is when the guns get pulled out by Maxwell and um, Verheiden. To be honest, I did not like Maxwell. I didn't like this character. And when he said pointless, didn't he? He was, he was just he was generic. He was just that generic. He was probably the biggest bad guy of this movie. Like when it comes to like bad guys, like this is the one person I'd be like, yeah, he's pretty much he's a shitty person. 
it literally could have got rid of his character entirely. And like when people were getting recruited, just had fucking Verheiden or even you know Wayland himself go do it, and then like you'd yeah. be or less character you have to hire because he was so throwaway. He literally mounted to nothing in this movie. We go back to the sacrificial chamber with that that one woman and the facehuggers on the ground dead, of course. And of course, you know what, you know, she's got something inside of her. And boy, the gestation period is about 30 seconds. She literally gets yeah. the facehugger and then immediately the chest burster comes out. Yep. Damn. That's what I said. I was like, that's a fucking quick one. Holy shit. And so, yeah, she's dead. And uh, we then get our first attack on the group by the predator. You get them like leaping back and forth on the on like this platform above them. And it, it was it wasn't very impressive. I was kind of it was kind of lame. It was just a bunch of guys shooting up in the air and the predators leaping back and forth. The usual. And then they figure this is when they figure out that the uh, the pyramid is rotating or is shifting every 10 minutes because it separates the entire group. You have. um Graham and Ver, uh, Verheiden together, you know, they both have to mention they have kids. I'm like, stop it. You're going to die in 30 seconds. Stop trying to make me care. I don't want you to die. I want these characters to survive, but they're, you're not. I know you're not going to survive, so stop it. I I did kind of like the where they kind of turned this trope on his, the head of Graham. Yeah. Where he's like, he, just because he's a nerdy guy doesn't mean he doesn't know how to like assert himself and be a leader in a situation. Yeah. Like, which is the obvious, the opposite of what it usually is, but I at least like that part. But you, but yes, you have the I line agree. from Graham where he's like, "We're, we're, I'm, I'm going to make sure you get out of here, even if it means I got to drag you out." I'm like, "Do you guys have a relationship? Like, is this just a survival mechanism? Like, I'm, I don't know what they're trying to do to me here." But um, the only people in this movie that have a realistic, established relationship, I feel, are Alexa and Wayland. Yeah, I that's agree. it. I agree. I don't even, I mean, to be honest, I think maybe, maybe Lex and, and Sebastian a little bit, but yeah, I, don't know. I mean, they at least knew each other beforehand, Alexa and Wayland. Yeah. Cause they talk about getting sued before right. again. So, but yeah, immediately after this interaction between Verheiden and Graham, they get taken out by Xenomorphs off screen or at least, you, yes. well, at least, um, Verheiden gets, well, no, they both get cocooned later, but they, they get taken out off screen and you're like, wow, that was that was great. So the Predators really attack cool. again. They attack Lex and her group. And this is when they you see the Predators using the net that like burns into people and Maxwell almost gets cubed up again like he did in Resident Evil. But uh, he's able to stop. Net, he's, he's able to like stop it. But the Predator stabs it, stabs him with his staff. It's a pretty sweet fucking net, dude. Yeah, it is. It's badass. I'm glad they brought that back for uh, Prey. Oh, yeah. That that was one of the gnarliest kills in that movie. That's so fucking good. So, and the, and the Predator that is dealing all this damage is the first Predator to get killed because uh, an alien stabs it through the chest with its tail, brings him up, and um, tongue punches it right in the forehead. Tongue punch, yeah, that's what I like. Dude, I'm going to make a Never mind. That's for later. <laughs> Carry on. But uh, then the other predator comes in and he fights it. He actually cuts the tip of the, the tail off, which I'm like, that's a bad idea. I, you got the shot where the alien is at like the end of the hall and it like uses it like uses its own blood against the predator. It like whips the blood at it with its tail to burn him. 
And then yep. this is the one that uses the net on the uh, on the alien, which would then become our little boy Grid, which I have my little. I finally can use him. He finally Yay. shows up. Nice. Yeah, he's cool. He's actually a really cool design. But um, I do I do like that aesthetic with him having that grid. Like it's not even just on his head; it's also on like his arms and shit. Yeah, yeah. So cool. yeah, he um he fights he fights this alien, and uh, he ends up losing. Yeah. So you got so this one xenomorph has killed two predators in the matter of two minutes. I'm like, holy shit! So so that's a big complaint of mine. I always had watching this movie. It's like. I know xenomorphs are like supposed to be like a big deal, right? Like you don't fuck around with a xenomorph, right? That's kind of the same thing with Predator, and like I kind of hate how like they were just like pretty easily disposed of. Yeah, but whatever. They explain a little bit why later, but so the Predator. I like how they're they're trying to get to another part of the pyramid. They're trying to get out of there, and the Predator is following them because he wants he just wants his gun. He doesn't. He's not looking to kill any more people because he literally yeah. walks by Waylon. Well, actually, he picks him up and he sees that his heart isn't doing so good. So he's like, or he sees he has cancer. I think that's what. Yeah, it is. he's eating up with cancer real yeah. bad. So he he pretty much just puts him down. And he's like, I'm not. You're gonna die anyways. And he, yeah. the predator walks so, away and he uh, ends up. Sh- he, does he shoot at it? I think he shoots it with a flamethrower. Oh, oh right, with the can in the yeah. And and the predator's like, are you fucking serious right now? I just literally let you live, you dick. And so he gets um, shish kebobbed. Yeah. We're all we're down now. We're only down to Lex, Sebastian, the last predator, and uh, some xenomorphs. The predator. This is the cool one where he kills a face hugger. He splits it. He throws the thing. It splits it in half. And yes. then he ends up killing a xenomorph because the xenomorph tries to like sneak up behind him and he cuts like his, it's the front of its face off. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Dude. Yeah. And so and Sebastian and Lex are watching it from another room as he's like marking his helmet. And he also marks his forehead with the symbol and whatever that means. But then you get a second face hugger that jumps at it and then it just cuts to black. It cuts to the next scene. You're like, oh, does that go anywhere? Stay tuned. Sebastian tells the story uh, somehow knows the entirety of the story of the predators relationship with humans and how they were seen as gods. They pretty much came down to teach the humans how to build pyramids and all that stuff, but they had to be worshiped and they had to say every hundred years, they had to sacrifice a bunch of people to fight off the xenomorphs. And you get the scene where the, you know, you get the, the one predator who's like happy. He, you got to kill. And then the next scene, there's like 5,000 xenomorphs. Yes. Going up this pyramid. And it's like, well, yeah, well, they got to make sure if, if the, if the hunters lose, you know, they got to wipe them all out pretty much. So they nuke the whole place. That's kind of like, Oh, here's what happened to the Mayans. Yep. And the Incans and the Aztecs. Like yep. just fucking nuke took them all yeah. out. Good job. Predators did it. It's all their fault. Yep. So, we find out Graham is not dead and actually Verheiden is right next to him, but you never see his face. You just see like his lower body and he's got the gun, but the, yeah, the he's kind of getting mounted. Oh yeah. Cause he's got the face hugger on and yeah. this other face hugger is about to jump onto Graham and he ends up getting Verheiden's gun before it, it hits him and he shoots it. But then 
there's like all these other eggs around with with the face hunters coming. Out. He's like, oh shit! And then all you hear is just him shooting at the other ones. Yeah, this dude gets fucked. Yeah, he does. So Lex decides it's time that they give the predator its weapon back. <laughs> okay, have you seen the meme of the one white chick sitting on a couch with all the bros behind her? Yes. Okay, let's do that with Graham and just put facehuggers behind it. Because that's exactly <laughs> what fucking happened. That's 100% what happened, dude. Alright, I'm gonna make There's sure. more alien wing-wong than his body has room for. <laughs> oh, God. Photoshop. Um... Somebody's gonna do it. Do it! Somebody do it! So, yeah, so they got it. Lex is like, I think it's the best it's best if we give him back his gun. And of course, Sebastian is not about it at first, but then he's like, yeah, okay. Because she's like, we can't let these, uh, we can't let the, the serpents up uh, to the surface. So in this movie there, the aliens are never con- called aliens and the predators are never called predators. The predators yes. are either called hunters or, um, I think they were just called beings. And then Big boys, yeah, yeah. The Aqua Two C boys. <laughs> that's right. That's and, right. Um, Fuck yes. And the aliens were called a couple other things. Uh, and one of them was I, like Lex calls them serpents, which I thought yeah. was pretty yeah. cool. Oh no, it's cool. I mean, with with the way they're kind of designed, with their long, you know, wavy tails, it makes sense. I mean, you could call them that. So Sebastian is taken out by a xenomorph after they like try to jump. They jump across the like a there was a bridge and it's out and they're jumping across it and. Lex doesn't make it, so he's trying to save her, and as he's saving her, the xenomorph takes him. Insert stereotypical plot, like, action moment yeah. set piece here, the jumping bridge thing. And the funny thing is, she gets up, and she doesn't really show much concern about him getting taken. She's just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I made it. Yeah. wonder where Sebastian went. Yeah. Fuck, he's got my keys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, the predator finds her and she's like, hey, 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 I want to be your friend. Here's your gun back. And as this happens, a xenomorph comes out of nowhere and starts attacking the predator, which then she ends up killing it because she takes the spear and spears it. And so that's kind of like a, hey, we can be cool now because you killed the xenomorph. So you're going to be we're going to be friends. High five. Yeah, and he uh, creates. I like though that we get shown that the predator or the alien's blood does not affect itself. Like you, it can't. Yeah. The, its yes. blood doesn't burn it because he like puts the blood on the. He pretty much rips off the alien's head to make like a shield. But he yeah, he literally takes the the blood and pours it on it. Shows no effect, but then it shows that it burns. Which would work because it's an exoskeleton. He's just severing the connection between the inner part of the creature and then its exoskeleton, yeah. which is cool. I thought that was a neat thing. Yeah, because we, we really never we never works. get to see we've never seen that before. I can't wait to the uh, Saturday morning cartoon Pred and Lex <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> adventures of Pred and Lex. Uh, Pred and Lex in the concrete jungle, and it'd just be like Predator Two. <laughs> you know? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh man, you see down the hallway that. Uh, Grid in is Grid is clearly the leader of the Xenomorphs. You could tell he's like always out in front, leading everybody around. A a bunch of them. I like how the Predator shoots his shoulder cannon at him, and he's he just dodges, and the dude behind him's like, "Fuck!" It's very similar to Alien Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the water. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the predator lets Lex join him since she killed the xenomorph. Uh, he creates the armor and we then see grid and the other xenomorphs go into the queen and we get a very similar scene to another similar, uh, something from alien resurrection was in order to get the queen out of her restraints. They actually attack the queen to let her do so that the blood burns the, or melts the, um, the restraints setting her yeah. loose and then we get the cg queen which is just not great yeah the, the the crazy thing is the effects were done by the same guy who did the effects for titanic and avatar really yeah fuck no who i mean i guess practical it's, i guess it's all about budget too true well get um uh, amalgamated dynamics did the practical so alec gillis mm. and uh tom woodruff jr they also okay. did that for Alien, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection. I, just, I don't know, man. It just felt like some of the practicals of those two movies were just better than this. I thought the aliens looked fine until they were CG yeah. and they were just flying all over the place. And I was like, "Wow, they're so fast!" It's like my my main concern was just with the Predator. Like, I just didn't think it looked all that great. No, like sometimes some shots great. just didn't look that they, great. The, the, the practical like, and CG just didn't look great for those Predators. Yeah, it was like my my issues when the one alien was like flopping all over the place. I'm like, what is it doing? <laughs> Fishing a fit? Like, He's got the <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. So the predator. Oh no, I already read that. So yeah, we find Sebastian. He's cocooned into the wall and he's, it's too late. He knows that there's something inside of him about to come out. And so Lex has to shoot him, but then the chest burster still comes out and it comes out and the predator catches it and then it snaps its neck with with its thumb. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's like, the, like I think he gets it. He's like, OK, admirable. But like, all right. right. So I just feel like this whole time Lex is with the predators. Just like, notice me, senpai. And he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just stay back there and don't talk. Oh, so the queen is free and she is fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. It's too fast. What? What? Fast, fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> That's what she's saying the whole what? time. It, it no, just dude. throws it off, man. She just doesn't see it. Like I feel like she should be more billowing and like creepy as she's coming through like the the hallways. And it's she's so fast. She's literally running on on her back feet. She's not even like galloping or anything. It's just weird. Damn, I don't like that it. Snail is fast. <laughs> fuck turbo shit. <laughs> yes you're oh. right it doesn't look right you figured there would be it would be more like purposeful and like stalking yeah like like it would be like like a like the t-rex in the original jurassic park when it's coming out of the fence like yeah. it has purpose when it moves and this yeah. is just like let's just make it super fast she's like i'm lost i go fast sanic chili dogs sanic my hot pockets so the predator plants the nuke inside the chamber and then they got to get out of there. And unfortunately all the xenomorphs just die very unceremoniously, including yeah. grid, which I felt like he should have made it to the end of the movie, but he just yeah, ends up, up like, blowing up. Yeah. During the final battle, like grid should just like rolled the fuck up, dude. I mean, awesome dude. Oh my God. That would have made the ending so much better. Yeah. So, the predator gets attacked right before they're about to go up the tunnel and Lex ends up taking care of it. 
and then they get to go on the coolest sled ride ever. They just hold on, just shoots them out of the tunnel. Rocket sleds, and they make it out just in time as this is the like explosion reverse. is following them up the tunnel. It wasn't it's a like great reverse. effect on that blow ups, like when the the bomb goes off. It wasn't that great. No, no, it's like reverse cool runnings is all it was. <laughs> oh, John Candy, I miss you. Um, that movie. The Predator takes off its mask, and to be honest, I've never been a fan of these. The mask is so basic and boring, and it because these predators are so jacked or so, so big, the the, 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 <laughs> the the masks just don't seem big enough for their faces. Oh, we need to redesign these. These these dudes are taking too much. They definitely don't look right. Because maybe sometimes you'd see the mask, right? And like at least in the first Predator, and everything just worked, right? And I know it was because Stan Winston and shit was involved, but everything just fucking worked. Yeah. But like they need to have like like a roll or two coming out underneath the mask on this one. Yeah. Yeah, like you could see. Yeah, like a double chin going out of there. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Off the fucking Pred snacks, bro. So he marks Lex, uh, the same symbol that he marks on himself. The queen crashes the party. Where did she come from? Did she just oh. dig herself through a bunch of ice to get here? And she just ends up blasting through there. And then she just full out. She um, she stabs the predator at first, throws him aside. So then she's just chasing Lex, which Lex is somehow not outrunning it, but she's keeping in pace with the predator with the queen. And then they get to a, a water tower, which then the predator shows back up like, hey, I'm back. And the queen stabs him again with the tail. And they end up chaining her to the water tower as it's toppling over into the ocean. And she yeah, gets one of her chains is still attached to her or she was. Restrained. That's right. Cause they have to show you that when she escapes that she's dragging it behind her. Dude, they do fuck her up. Good though. Yeah. Because they get some good stabs in and the, the predator stab like her in the throat, throat and she's just like eh, she like falls then, back into the building. Yeah, and then she gets stabbed again in the throat and the predator fucking throws a javelin through her head. She gets yeah. fucked up, dude. But yeah, she gets attached to the water tower and uh, gets sent to the bottom of the ocean. Is this a Titanic reference? <laughs> you just have Celine Dion come Oh, shut up! <laughs> yeah, it just, it just ends with the Lex on a fucking door. Yeah, the predators like it's just it's just it's just Leonardo DiCaprio like I could have fit on the door. Yes. <laughs> Why do we always the make predator. Titanic references? We did that when we talked about Orphan. <laughs> the predator comes down and is like, dude. He the rest of the predators come down like you know he could have fit on that door, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, James Cameron. <laughs> so the predator ends up dying and some you, I think she's trying to show emotion that he's dead but she doesn't she's just there stone faced and then other predators just magically show up if she doesn't hear them she just turns around there's just five, 15 more predators <laughs> ready to carry him off and um, they see the mark on Lax and they're like high five and uh, they give like five is this burn symbols in their faces, <laughs> and uh, they give he the the lead predator gives her the the spear, and then she's like, "How the fuck am I supposed to get out of here?" Yeah, that's what I'm we in, said. I'm in Antarctica right now. How am I so fucking? You guys, can you guys give me a ride or something? Here's your awesome prize. 
<laughs> Deuces. <laughs> this is the, literally the worst place you could be stranded. Yeah. Let me just pick up my phone. Hey, uh, can somebody come pick me up in Antarctica? Need <laughs> <laughs> a rad. Shit, the service here is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She got a phone call in fucking Nepal on the side of a damn mountain. So it felt like such a Mission Impossible two moment. <laughs> oh my god! So the predator gets brought onto the ship, and you find out <gasps> it's got a alien inside of it. Chest burst, and it's got the mandibles of the predator, but it's also an alien. So it's a pred alien. Yep. Will we see it in Alien versus Predator Requiem? Whatever the fuck that movie's called. Stay tuned next week when we talk about Alien versus Predator Requiem. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Ah! Where all the hot pockets at? (laughs) Apparently, from now on, Xenomorphs will be associated with hot pockets. Just letting you guys know in my brain, my mind canon. We forgot to talk about the budget of this movie and when it came out. I fucked up the whole beginning of this episode. So this movie was oh, released yeah. on August 13th, 2004. Uh, about a month before my 13th birthday. And uh, it ran at an hour 40 minutes, which is good. Good time. Yep. I, I can appreciate that. And uh, with a budget of between 60 to $70 million and it made $177.4 million. So not too, I actually, not too bad. I actually felt the budget was probably less. I don't know where it went. Like, no offense. Like, I'm sure it was all in the practicals and stuff, and maybe they roped advertising into that budget they displayed there. I didn't know who any of these actors were outside of Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, I I mean, I knew who Colin Salmon was. I knew Tommy Flanagan. Uh, I knew Tommy Flanagan from Braveheart. Even at the time that this movie came out, I knew him from Braveheart. Uh, Well, you've, I mean, you'd think that, like, with that kind of budget, like, where did it all go? Like, did it, was it just the practicals? It had to have been. The, the effects, definitely. Yes. 100%, because this movie mostly is effects. It's either yeah, it's but, either practical or it's or it's digital. Like it and that'll run you your bill up real quick. It just felt like they should at least had one really big marquee name attached to it. Uh well, um speaking of that, they uh, were supposed to, there was the possibility of having Schwarzenegger join this movie. Re uh you know, coming back uh, as Dutch, but it was only based on the fact that if he lost the governor, the governor's race, he would have been on this movie, but he ended up winning. So he wasn't able to be in the movie. It would never have worked. Nobody was thick and bro enough for him to do. Why the, the fuck would he be like, there to begin with? <laughs> and he'd be like, would... damn, these guys are ripped now. Like, why are they so big? He's bigger than me. <laughs> they would have chalked it up to Wayland. That's all we were done. Oh, also, this was the first time uh, that a Predator was on screen that wasn't played by the original Predator actor from Predator and Predator 2. That's a damn shame. I like I like the way the Predators look, dude. Like, they have that... Like, they're so strong looking, but they're sleek. Like, I like that, and I hate the fact that they're... <laughs> look like damn football mascots, I swear to God. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Alien versus Predator. Okay, here's my question for all you you guys: Would you say this movie is better or worse than like? How would you like? I know we're not doing rankings, but how would you rate this compared to Alien Resurrection? I actually like Alien Resurrection more than this. I agree. I to be honest, I think it's just the way. Like for me, and I know we've already gone over the first three, but it's it's Alien, 
Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, and now I would have to put Alien versus Predator at, at yep. number five. It's literally going in order. And I, I feel like it's, it's just going to continue to do that. There might be one movie left of this franchise that I might put higher than Stin something else because I personally enjoy the movie. Um, okay. But we'll go, I won't talk about it anymore than, than that. That's fair. A but, lot of the, um, anything after this, it's been a minute. Like I've, I've not seen covenant and I've not seen Requiem in a long ass time. I remember seeing covenant when it first came out digitally, I rented it because I didn't go see it in theaters and I was like, okay, we did something here. We tried something new. Ridley Scott was, he was going ham on that. And Prometheus I saw in theaters. That was actually the last alien movie. I think the actually only alien movie I've ever seen in theaters. And a lot of people don't even consider it an alien movie. So Fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. They should have brought Jonesy back. Or no, it wouldn't have been. It would have been Jonesy's ancestor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. But, um, but yeah, uh, next week we're going to be talking about the 2007 sequel to this Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Words are words hard, uh, which you think that the cast in this movie is. People you don't know that I think that entire movie is a cast of unknowns. Just who are you? Why are you here? It's a sci fi channel movie. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So that or Hallmark, it's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I haven't seen it in a very long time, and I just I just remember, you know, even from personally watching it, and then from just everyone's complaint about this movie was, I can't see anything. Well, hopefully, the Blu-ray fixes that. Well, I'm going to be probably renting it, so we'll see how it looks on there. I'll let you know if our Blu-ray works. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that one may be coded different. I don't know. Hey. Oh, I, I haven't even. Oh, so the, the original Predator actor was uh, Kevin Peter Hall. I, I'm yes. terrible with names. Uh, he The Predators in this movie was played by Ian White. Uh, so he's the first actor to play a Predator um, since uh, Kevin Peter Hall because he died in 91 right after Predator 2. Oof. This is actually technically only the third Predator movie of the, of the franchise. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we had four Alien movies before we yeah. had Alien vs. Predator. You only had two Predator uh, That's because Predator wasn't making money. Predator 2 didn't do very well. I didn't see that. I didn't see it so fucking so. bad. It's been a long time, but I just remember having a lot of fun because I love Danny Glover. We just watched a movie with Danny Glover. The Lethal Weapon? No, Shooter. Oh, right, with Marky Mark. Yeah. And the I Can't Read Bunch. <laughs> Ah, literacy. <laughs> that joke will never end. I don't care. No, I got I want it on a shirt. Until he confronts me, and then I'll be scared for a minute, and then once he leaves, I'll just keep making. I'm gonna go listen. If if we ever like, whenever we go back and visit back home, they have Wahlburgers back where I'm from. I'm just gonna wear a shirt that says Marky Mark can't read into Wahlburgers. <laughs> like obviously he's not gonna be there, but I think it's gonna be funny. <laughs> so Predator Two currently is on uh, HBO Max. Hey, there just, you go. Just enough. We, we, uh, we own it. We got the. We got them all on Blu-ray. Let me, let me see where Alien uh, versus Predator Requiem can be watched. Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> With a whopping four point six on IMDb, it's on Tubi right now. 
Oh uh, shit! That's right. oh my god. I'm watching it on Tubi. Fuck yeah. Tubi is fucking <laughs> daily motion. Shit. Hell yeah. Give me those ads, baby. <laughs> an hour and a half, an hour and a half movie that'll be two hours. Yep. Oh lord. It's like anything you watch on fucking basic cable. It's a movie. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This was uh I don't feel too confident about this episode in my abilities, but I hope you all had fun with my plot breakdown and I hope you guys enjoyed just the absolute chaos that is Alien vs. Predator. Next week, we've already stated what we're covering. Uh, Make sure to check out our latest review of the latest episode of The Last of Us. I don't know what episode that it would be because we're recording a lot of these episodes ahead of time. So I don't know what episode it would be at this moment, but make sure to check it out. I probably had a really cool guest talking about one of the best shows on TV right now. He's just talking to himself. He like splices yes. himself into two different yes. pictures. Oh my God. It'd be fucking amazing. It'd be so great. Now, one of these days I'm going to make a video like that. Please. <laughs> it's going to be an entire interview. It will not interview. It's going to be an entire review of just me talking to myself. With two different opinions on the movie that we're talking about. Where I'm going to argue myself. Like, You're wrong. You're an idiot. This movie sucks. <laughs> no, it's great. Childhood. Oh, man. But I can't believe we're already five movies into this franchise. Like, it's insane that we've already made it this far. And we've we've been sprinkling oh, some other movies in, uh, which is fun. Uh, last. Last week, we we did spawn with uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys. So we're yeah, we're sprinkling all these fun other extra movies into these long ass franchises, which is, you know, it's nice to break it break it apart and do things like that. But, you know, I'm tired and I'm sorry that yes. I'm rambling too much and uh I hope you all have a wonderful day and thank you so much for all the support. Make sure to comment, like, comment and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure to leave us a review, five stars and leave us a review on whatever podcast service you listen to us on that you can do that with. And uh, make sure to follow us on all the socials at Dissect That Film. Yes, do that. I don't need to tell you where you can find us because you're already listening to us or watching us. So that's you, true. You've, you've already located us. And um, all the links for Dan and Angela, they all their personal socials and their Twitch channel are all down in the description. And uh, we have a merch store. We got some merch. If you want to buy a cool shirt before we we're going to be adding some more designs to the merch store soon uh so make sure to pick up one of our original designs over there at uh t public that link is always in the description and yeah if uh if you want to reach us for anything if you have any suggestions on future franchises you want us to cover or movies you want us to cover or hey you should ask this person to be a guest on your show uh just email us at dissect that film at gmail.com or if you just want to say hi that's cool too all right everybody until next time I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 94. See y'all again next time. Bye-bye!